0: You're listening to the Misfit Island podcast. I'm Felicia Bauckham. And I'm
1: Najeda Shaputal.
0: We are two misfits who are exploring the intersection of social political issues, current events, and the personal development industrial complex. Join us on this journey of exploration, whether or not you're a misfit. Thank you for listening. Enjoy
1: the show. Hi Felicia. Hi Najeda. How's it going?
0: <laughs> I still find myself and just in these times. It's like, oh, it's fine and not at the same time. It's a little both, um, a little tired right now, but um overall, yeah.
1: Okay. How are you? I'm good. And actually when you were saying that, it made me think, did I share that video with you when this guy was saying they're like, How are you doing? I'm do I'm 2020 did I share that (laughs) with you on Instagram? No, I
0: have, I don't think I've seen that. Yeah, that was like a
1: couple of months ago, but it was just so, like, basically how, when we say we're 2020, meaning that we're experiencing everything, you know, Um, you know, we have the highs, the lows, the, you know, we're being grateful, we're also feeling down, we're feeling depressed, we're feeling anxious, we're feeling good, like, it's like, we're feeling we're the range of emotions and we he's like about like keeping it real you know I'm doing like I'm 2020 that's what he was saying yeah I
0: mean yeah it's there's a mix of you know, being hopeful be, feeling hopeless and mm-hmm. feeling excited and feeling yeah. depressed and, or sad or mm-hmm. um and yeah it's certainly a mix of things and I do like to keep it real and definitely um I, I, I feel it all. Definitely,
1: um, That's important. I
0: always, yeah, I always have. And it's really difficult for me to <laughs> spend too much time with anyone who's like, but you just gotta be happy and you've gotta <laughs> be, you know, you gotta be excited and you gotta be, well, and yeah, those moments do happen, but that's, but yeah, I feel like, uh, at least my experience of being a human being is all of it.
1: Yeah, definitely. No, and you know, it's. I was just thinking. I mean, well, you know, just to say, I'm. I'm doing good, and I'm. Say, I'm doing good, and obviously, yes, I do have my moments. I do have my moments where I get anxious and worried about certain personal things, and I also sometimes get worried about um, the world or country, you know. Um, and sometimes I'm like, I have to say, and today I was at the supermarket. Sometimes I do look at all of us wearing our mask and I get sad about this new normal, you know? Yeah, so, yeah.
0: Um, I, yeah, I do get sad about that too. When I, those times I do go to the store, I haven't been to the store this week, I don't think. Which might explain why we're running low on some things. Okay. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, I haven't been out and about this week but definitely last week um i walked on the greenway no that's different scenario and it's outdoors and everything and i think i saw a couple of people wearing masks but for the most part no but everybody's distanced and we're outside but in the stores yeah for sure everyone's wearing their masks here mm-hmm. And i have not personally seen any scuffles and it is sad that it's come to this but i'm still wearing my mask in fact i bought i went to etsy um i think it was last week because for some reason i just decided well it's just i don't know i guess i was bored or something what's what's on etsy as far as masks go i wasn't looking for anything oh i know what it was it was an email i got from them and i was like oh well what's this and someone made some and I don't remember the name of them, but um at the moment, but they have blingy masks. It's like mm-hmm. rhinestones on them. So I have a blingy mask. I don't know where I'm gonna wear it, but yeah. I have one now. Nice. So there is that.
1: Yeah, bedazzled. Yeah, because hey, I mean, like people are saying, like actually, I didn't, I didn't stay and watch it. What was it? I don't know what show it was. The other day, I had the TV. I turned it on. I think it was been. It was yesterday. It was probably when I was just probably in between my naps. Cause I had to, I had an early morning ride. I had to give my parents a, a take, drop them off at the airport yesterday. And it was super early. And anyway, in between going, coming home and taking my naps, thank God I didn't have to work yesterday. I didn't have any meetings or anything. I turned the TV on and there was this whole thing about, okay, let's, you know, they were showing ideas for Halloween with this new, you know, the new normal that we currently have. So I totally um, can get that, you know, because yeah, you have to do, um, you have to make way, you know. So good for you for doing that. So I, find, I think it was just interesting. I was thinking how when, you know, you were sharing about how you were doing and then I was thinking, I said, yeah, you know, I thought about the whole 2020 thing and, and I was sharing myself. And I just was thinking—I mean, how you were saying about feeling everything—you allow yourself to feel everything. You've always been like that, and it made me think how, in a way, it kind of links to what we're going to be talking about today. So um, today, uh, we—you know—we were—we t- want to talk about one of the things that I, you know we want to talk about is spiritual bypassing, and that is very much. Um, alive in the personal development industry, as Felicia likes to say, personal development (laughs) industry complex.
0: Yep. Everything's an industrial complex.
1: Industrial complex, right? And how it is, you know, especially when it comes to, they do it, it's done and it's done a lot when we're looking at social issues, when we're looking at politics. And also, I want, you know, one of the things that, you know, when we were talking about this, I was sharing with Felicia is some of the things that have also gotten to me um, is seeing people of color and Black people as well, like basically us coming from internalized, you know, uh, racial biases, coming from what we've gotten from colonization and basically engaging And that type of spiritual bypassing as well. And not even just spiritual bypassing. I'm sorry, but sometimes I find it in a way can be very cruel. So basically, uh, that was actually, you know, a couple of, it could be even be over a month ago. Something I saw on my Facebook page did not sit well with me. Um, It was around how somebody was saying how, She is so evil. She has evolved so much in her spiritual journey that she gets that those people who died from COVID died like they were supposed to die. That's how they were supposed to die. And Hmm. very much in a way dismissing. I mean, in a way, it feels like, you know, dismissing their lives in a way or their family are grieving them their loved ones you know and also in that whole conversation there were comments around how everything was okay before this whole covid mask and blm which in case you're not aware stands for black lives matter um started and as a black woman i felt very much offended by it and also as somebody who cares about people with the whole COVID um telling you know I was just like wait a minute like wow really like and and don't get me wrong I mean I understand sometimes when you know people pass and you know many people say well you know I mean they don't say it in a way like kind of insensitive uh but people say you know well you're that you died the way you're supposed to die but you know At the scale that this is, the amount of people, I think right now um, we've had, I don't have the exact number, but I know we've surpassed over 200,000 people have passed here in the United States. That's huge. Um, Yes, Mm -hmm. I also understand that if you're looking at the percentage of the people who contracted the virus and the percentage of the death, Yes, um, most people aren't dying from it, but I cannot dismiss 200, over 200,000 people that died and their loved ones who are, you know, in the grieving process. Uh, so, you know, and, it me, and I was thinking, what is this really like your spiritual expansion? Is that what it involves? you know, it, it, I mean, to me, that's being cool. That's being, I mean, I, I could find many words to use about it, but I was like, I don't want that spiritual expansion. And I don't know if that, like, that's not the spirituality that I practice. That is not the one that I teach. That is not the one that I, you know, I don't follow teachers who are teaching that. And actually I think I told Felicia, which I never did that, but I wanted to write a post and say to people, if any of your teachers are teaching you this, your spiritual teachers, please run the other way, you know? Yeah. Um, and same thing with, if I mean, Black people are being, they've been, you know, murdered. They've been harassed. They've been mistreated for decades for centuries um you know not in the united states and around the world and if when somebody wants to tell me that oh this whole thing didn't start you know everything was fine this whole division and you know didn't start before black lives matter wow um well this is exactly why we have black lives matter Mm -hmm. you know so um Yeah, so that's, you know, so this is kind of like, you know, why we were And for me. I have to say that, you know, I have practiced spiritual bypassing. There was a time in my life where I did not even know. And actually, I have to say a lot of people don't know that word whenever I use it with friends or usually, you know, or the other day I said it about the election. That was probably like over a month ago. Because a lot of people were using that term. They were like, oh, yeah, you know, we need to bring compassion. We need to bring hope back, you know, um, when it comes to between Biden, you know, with the comparing the Biden campaign and the Trump presidency. Um, I have said that this presidential cycle was seeing a lot of a lot of um, spiritual bypassing, which really and somebody said to me, what is that? I've never heard of that. I don't think he really was happy about my this when I said what it meant because he knew what I was talking about. And he's one of those people who chooses to not, at least not now, to not really talk about the Biden campaign. And I don't even know if I would say in a critical way, maybe not a, I won't use the word negative because I'm not like bad mounting them. I'm just making a critique, you know? Mm-hmm. And I do, I, you know, it's not wanting to have the hard conversations and just bypassing, Bypassing them, you know, and focusing on positivity, focusing on love and light and hope and compassion and empathy. Those are great, but actually they also require having to really have the real love, the real, like the real empathy to really have those things. We have to be willing to have the hard conversations, but, you know, it is hard and unfortunately, so that has, you know, over the years, I have really, and I almost feel like in a way right now, I'm, I'm also being very mindful with myself to not do that. And I can really say I've become allergic to it. <laughs> I've become allergic to spiritual bypassing. So, yeah.
0: Well, since um, we are talking about like defining spiritual bypassing and what you said is definitely correct and on point. And um, I also thought I would do a little bit of um, internet Googling. Well, not Google so much as DuckDuckGo, but anyway, um, there is a definition I found on psychology today in an article written by someone named Diana Robb, and I hope I'm pronouncing her name right, Diana Robb, PhD, uh, apparently John Wellwood, who coined the term, he died in January of 2019, so she wrote an article called What is Spiritual Bypassing? And he said, or she said, he defined spiritual bypassing as using spiritual ideas and practices to sidestep personal emotional, unfinished business to shore up a shaky sense of self or to belittle basic needs, feelings, and developmental tasks. And yeah, a huge part of that is that it just like automatically going to the silver lining and just being positive and happy despite the fact that everything around you is gone to shit. Um, so yeah, I, I wanted to share that that. And um, yeah, I think for me, where like we were sharing about the person who's saying, "Well, the people who have died from COVID needed to die." I mean, I think that is a huge sign, a huge example of spiritual bypassing. Um, you, as, particularly, when, yep. as the example you explained, as you explained it to me, it she was that person was using her version of spirituality to justify that. And to me, that's cruel. And I'm not a spiritual expert. I am in no way, shape or form a spiritual guru or marketing myself that way or advertising myself that way or anything like that. Um, However, I also feel like for me anyway, part of being spiritual is being kind, being considerate, being understanding, having empathy, having compassion for other people and to hear well you know those people and they probably said this during the AIDS crisis with you know AIDS is still a thing by the way um, for people who don't know this but um, but yeah it's like they probably said this you know the people who died from AIDS well they needed to die or they deserved to die and or you know, some sort of justification. And to me, that very much speaks of like not wanting, like, well, yeah, like this definition to, to, to um, sidestep emotional unfinished business to not want to face something that is painful, to not feel grief, to not feel sadness, um, to not feel fear. I mean, it's a huge thing in the personal development industrial complex about fear. Um, fear's a bad thing. You always should bust your fears and sidestep your fears without realizing, well, fear is a huge reason 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 why a lot of us are alive today because if it weren't for fear, we would have been eaten by the saber-toothed tiger or we would have, you know, walked off cliffs or we would have done some things that would have killed our, you know, our ancestors. I mean, they use this to a certain extent obviously some bravery involved too throughout life courage and all that but fear is a natural human response to threats but the way it is very often framed in the personal development space is about well you're somehow making it up being you know, false evidence appearing real well no there's a very valid reason why you might feel fear and it might be an ex- a, a explicit danger it might be an implicit feeling it and but there's a valid reason for that focusing on the particularly with covid there's a lot of talk too about people not wanting to wear their masks and it's like they're giving in the fear if they're wearing masks like well yeah so i don't want i don't want to be infected by i don't i don't want to be infected by covid um, so I'm wearing a mask and I don't want to infect other people. So I'm wearing a mask. I think that's more about responsibility than it is about fear and not giving it a bad rap. And then not again, going back to like, well, if someone was going to die because I didn't wear a mask or I was going to die because someone else didn't wear a mask or I came in contact with someone who had COVID or whatever, well, I was meant to die anyway. that that that's not that that's not spiritual that's cruel um that's inhumane and um yeah very much a huge example of spiritual bypassing i i i really would have a hard time following someone who claims to be spiritual and says things like that among a a number of other things but we are specifically talking about this and also too if they are in terms of Black Lives Matter, if they're also, they've got some fears around the protests happening and they don't understand it. And, and why are these people so angry? I think it's the height of privilege to question why people are angry. And there's a form of spiritual bypass there too, like sidestepping the shadow. Maybe there's some implicit biases about black people that this person has. Um, And and so for that, it may, might be, they may not be, but regardless to even question why people are angry, why anyone would march in the streets, why they would even say black lives matter but all lives matter. Yeah, they do, but look at the context. Look at our history. We're saying that black lives matter. And to dismiss that is the height of privilege. <laughs> and it's the height of I mean just not living in a bubble. You don't have to worry about this. You don't have to worry about what happens when there's a cop that pulls you over. Um to be in that place. It must be nice. Um, Not to say that, you know, and I will say that I don't spend like every moment I'm out of my house and out into the wild, like the Greenway or the grocery store or whatever, I'm expecting somebody to jump out of the bushes and stab me to death um, because of my skin color. I, 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 I don't live with that mentality but I know people do and I would not dismiss that that's their experience that's their lived experience and I would not try to convince them oh you're making things up or minimize how they feel about that and I sadly the same thing is happening with the whole movement the people who don't agree with that or want to shout out all lives matter. It's very dismissive. And. um, Yeah. I I think that's. (laughs) That I wanted to share for the time being. I'm sure there's more.
1: Yeah, no, definitely. Because, you know. um, For me, I just feel like, you know. And when you mentioned this thing about, you know, not, you know, you're not a guru or anything like that. I I think, you know, people, like what is, I mean, for me, like this whole guru thing, I don't believe in this, you know, nobody's a guru. I mean, I know people call themselves gurus, but, you know, I, I just think it's, you know, it's, I don't know for me, that term like when somebody tells me oh you know well that's how they were gonna die you know that's that's how they were meant to die I think you've lost your humanity Mm -hmm. that's kind of like what it what it what it and even if you you know you talk about you know even with Black Lives Matter like oh this thing didn't start until Black Lives Matter or people you know, not wanting to wear a mask or well, if you want to wear your mask, I don't, you know, and people think that, you know, you're crazy to wear a mask, or you're oh, it's because you don't think for yourself. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, I've I've had that too. I've had that too. I've had people say that. Um, you know, and like I said, hey, well, it seems like that's what you're saying to me. You're not specifically telling me, but I do wear my mask, so you must think that about me, you know. But, um, you know, for me, I think it's about really thinking about the, the collective and, you know, the whole mask thing. It's about like, for, you know, when I'm out, I mean, I, I wear my mask. Um, I don't wear my mask when I'm driving, although I see people doing it and my dad kept doing it. And I'm like, why are you, why are you wearing the mask in the car, you know, but either way, but um. Like if I'm out for my walk, I do wear my mask. Sometimes I remove it. But the moment that I see I'm going to cross somebody like a little, like further away, like more than the six feet, 12 feet, I put my mask on. And I have to say, I really respect the fact that when I see people doing the same for me, because it it shows me that you care about me and I care. Like it's sort of like we care about each other you know, and I have to say, I mean, I try not to judge it, but when I see that people are just like, you know, they just don't care, um, it's, I don't know, for me, it just, it really, especially you would think if the people who, you know, not wearing the mask, but at least they're trying not to be close to you. But some people just act as if there's nothing, you know, there's not a pandemic, you know? And, you know, so- that is my biggest thing. And, and I'm sorry. Um, I mean, I consider myself somebody who's spiritual. I am like my spiritual journey. It is a journey, not a destination. And I completely agree with what Felicia said, that being spiritual is about being kind. And being kind, being compassionate. I don't know how that fits into this whole <laughs> way of thinking you know, and, and this is why I think it's kind of messed up. And it's very much along the line, because the whole discussion too, with that particular event was how people were complaining about things being shut down. And I'm not saying there is an impact. I mean, you know, just, uh, today I was, um, I, I attended this event. It was a, Saving Youth Symposium, and we were talking about, it, and I've been hearing about it in community meetings. Uh, when I'm in meetings with different organizations, is how the pandemic has impacted people. I mean, yes, we want people, we, we, you know, well, now people are not as home, at least not in Florida, not in Miami as much as before. But you know, we wanted people to be home, we wanted people to be safe. And also, with that came increase in violence. People lost their jobs. People are struck. A lot of people are struggling financially. So that added stress, which you know, increase in um, domestic violence. Parents taking out their frustration, projecting it into their children. Um, children, especially LBCQ youth, um, um, the uh, kids who are already having certain problems and a home may not be a safe space for them or you know so we know how this whole especially when we were shut down and even though now we're not shut down but you know for many life is not the way it used to be it has had some very uh, negative some very detrimental effect. But that doesn't mean, and you know, some businesses are, have closed. Some businesses are going to close. People have lost jobs. More people are going to lose their jobs. You know, people are losing their homes, more people, you know, but you know, because of that, but it's like, we're not thinking about the collective many times, many, many times when, Ever people come from that place, and I'm not talking about the effects that I was t- talking about. I'm talking about the people who are complaining about um, the mask, about oh this whole COVID thing and having to be home, and you know oh, why do I have to shut everything down? And you know oh well it's only certain people, those whose immune system are not, you know. It's very much thinking individualist, you know, and you know, same as the person saying about, oh, they were meant to have expanded so much in my spiritual journey that, you know, they were meant to die that way. It breeds that individualistic type of thinking that capitalism is about that, colonialism is about that, and very much we see it in in the spiritual development industrial complex or some people (laughs) call it personal development, self-help, you know, it we see it and i was telling felicia once I, I think i mentioned it before we started here too how you know hey i hope whoever is listening you know i hope you know there might be some abraham hicks <laughs> fans out there um you know maybe this doesn't you know maybe you you won't be you know this isn't for you you want you are not open to it but if it you know I know for some people, whenever I've shared that, they actually, if they didn't think about it, they're like, oh, like me, they realize this is why the um, Abraham Hicks message, and I'm just using Abraham Hicks as an example because it's one of the big known ones, Um, you know, Esther and, you know, Jerry Hicks, you know, why that message never fully resonated with them. So from my experience, I was telling Felicia how, you know, I would listen to um, Abraham Hicks. I would listen to the YouTube videos. I did watch A Secret. My friend, I have a friend who gave me the book As In Given. I have to say, I never finished the book. And I was telling Felicia how at some point, I don't remember what it was, but I realized when I was like, "Wait a minute!" And I've always been. And you know, if you've listened to our intro episode where I introduced myself and spoke about myself, or maybe you've seen. Like, I'm I'm very much somebody who cares about humanity. I care about social issues. I care about social justice. I care about these are I've always been things that I care deeply about. And there was none of that. And with Abraham Hicks, Um, a lot of my, I mean, I got a lot. I learned a lot from Louise Hay, but there was none of that. (laughs) And I have to say how I, you know, I could never fully embrace their message. And at times I felt bad about it. I felt bad because they were like, you know, there were best things that could say, oh, you know, you're not attracting this in your life because you're not in vibration to it. Your vibration, you know, it's sort of like it's blaming, well, not that I want to call myself the victim, a victim, but there is very much just blaming the individual. And, you know, and when the person is a victim, there is a part of blaming the victim. Um, and I have seen people use that type of teaching even in, Racial stuff, and what do they do? Is they tend to blame the virgin, the marginalized, um, you know, group or person. Um, so I realized that how, Abra- teachings like Abraham Hicks are very much individualistic. They actually promote you to be about yourself, mm-hmm. and I'm somebody who is big, like it, it. I used to coach. And I mean, I still, you know, I'm still very... Self-love is very much a, a big thing for me in my journey and in my teachings and everything. And this is why for me, I always say that this, you know, self-love doesn't mean that for you to be selfish. But I have to say, this type of, of teaching is very much teaching you to be individualistic. And I would notice that people that I knew people in my life who were practicing this were very much like this. Most of them did not care about the collective. They did not care about those deep, those social issues that I care deeply about. And it is being taught. I mean, we're being taught, you know, don't pay attention to that. Cause if you pay attention to that, that's what you're going to attract. You know, you, you it's going to lower your vibration in, in, and this is where we also hear about this whole thing of like, you know, negativity and positivity, like politics, caring about politics, engaging, having political discussions, talking about racial issues is negative. Um, and we, we need to focus on the positivity, you know, how the weather is beautiful Um <laughs> we talk about how you know things are going great and be grateful like you have to be grateful um you know and some of it is even about and you know they'll talk they'll tell you about kindness or you know be kind as if I can't talk about politics and be kind I can't care about racial justice I can't be saying that, you know, we need to do something about racial inequ- inequity and racial injustice and be kind and be loving and be compassionate. Because actually for me, dismissing it is being unkind. Yeah,
0: <clears throat> excuse so, me, I was a frog in my throat
1: today. <laughs> no, it's okay. it's okay. Yeah, so I feel like I, I went, I'll have you say a few things. <laughs> Well, I mean, it's as you're so talking, roundup, to
0: say. <laughs> as you're talking, I mean, these, this is a probably a bigger topic than we can do in one episode. Mm-hmm. But um, I also want to be clear to our audience that you Najeda know, and I, and if I am wrong in saying this, feel free to point us out. We are we definitely agree that there's room for personal growth, personal development. There is room for you know, growing as an individual, being a better person, achieving your goals, whatever they might look like, ideally goals that are not harmful to other people or the earth. Um, we are not opposed to those things. Mm-hmm. The problem is that the field, the, that space has become and perhaps it always was, I don't know, but it's very hyper-individualized and to the point to where it ignores the people who, the big names in that space, and I probably don't have to say who those big names are, but a lot of the big names in that space or even the lesser-known names in that space, I mean, spend any time on Instagram. Um and there's a plethora of, of the same memes and quotes, and and this like, uh, what's the one that shows up on Mondays? I forget what it is, but make it happen Mondays, and which in and of itself is not necessarily Motivation. wrong. Motivation but, Motivation Monday, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it's it, that. It's just there's so much of this hyper individualized and also hyper energy. um, In that around like accomplishing your goals or you know just simply living, living your life, and um, without recognizing how there are also family or social circumstances that have an impact on a person. I, when I talk about burnout, I'm looking at it from the perspective of being in a culture, a capitalist culture that where wages have been stagnant for decades, where CEOs are making thousands of times more than the people who are doing the hard work of you know, making these companies successful. But then the people who are actually doing the work are struggling to make ends meet. And then they're just told by people like Dave, Dave Ramsey, and I will mention his name that, well, you just need to manage your finances better. Um, And yeah, that's part of it. And can we also, you know, pay people? Can we increase the minimum wage? Can we... Ensure that people who are making even well above the minimum wage, that they are also being rewarded for their time, which is often more than 40 hours a week. Um, Can we also create spaces for them to where they're not working so damn hard so that they can't spend time with their families or doing the things that they love. And they're not feeling so much pressure to work or to stay on top of every single thing at the risk of being fired, things that contribute to burnout feeling that pressure to get it all done because your head might be on the chopping block because the company arbitrarily decides to let you go as companies are doing that now in the face of COVID because of they've been doing that. They're always finding reasons to get rid of people. But, um, so when I talk about burnout, I'm not just talking about like, well, you just need to sleep better and eat more salads and do more yoga. It's also, okay, let's look at it from also the bigger perspective of the fact that, People don't have the time that they need to, to focus on themselves for this so-called self-care um, or even collective care, um, that they, they're very much they're trying to keep their head above water they're, or in some cases treading water. Some people are drowning, even though they're still you know working their asses off. then, so it's, it's a much, much bigger issue than just taking more yoga classes. Um, and so, and that's just one piece of it. So, I mean, looking at it from the wider perspective, like, and, and when we talk about racism, the people who were murdered by the police, I've heard various conversations like, well, if this person hadn't done this or this person hadn't done that. So what, there's a perfect victim out there and, well, incidentally, I guess our, our perfect victims only, you know, white, able-bodied men who play football and were the all-stars. But, you know, the, the rest of us, I guess we were asking for it somehow. And there's this, like, there's this myth of the perfect victim. There's this, um, and I lost my train of thought. Um, well, I, I lost something that I wanted. I should have written it down. Something you said, Najeda, that came to mind as well but there's this idea that well you know if if black people didn't act a certain way or if this Mm -hmm. particular black person didn't act that way or didn't do this certain thing then they might still be alive today or maybe they were mounting off at the cop or maybe it, it there's all these these ideas that somehow it was their fault. Definitely. And of course, the personal development space likes to perpetuate this idea that anything that happens to you yes. is your no. fault. Mm-hmm. It's your fault you didn't get that promotion. That it's your or, fault you, know, you got laid off. It's your fault. <laughs> you're responsible for every single thing. You're responsible for your illness. Ah, that was what I wanted to talk about too in terms of COVID was also the immune system shaming that is very mm-hmm. prevalent
1: as well how about have you heard that one it's it, you're not eating well there's that it's, and, or you're too fat and you know you, we said we were gonna do an episode on that but i just wanted to yeah yeah mm-hmm. you're
0: not eating okay. well or you're too fat or um uh, well those are two big ones anyway i'm sure That's, there's more
1: yeah no definitely and, and you know what i you know, one of the things that, you know, I heard something today and it was just like ding, ding, ding. Like it's like, yep, yep. Like I wanted to clap because I, I truly believe that as well. What I would, what I hope people take away, one of the things I hope people take away from what we're saying is especially because actually I went there without sharing how there was something else that I saw recently where politics, um, Black Lives Matter, like the person was saying, as people are like busy with this negativity stuff, I'm gonna be kind, I'm gonna be this, I'm gonna be that, Uh, as if basically these things are the opposite, you know, and we can't be both, you know, like who says that, you know, all of us who care about Black Lives Matter, that we're a bunch of hostile, negative folks, You know, or those of us who care about who are having discussions around the president, I can't even say, I guess I would call it he is the president, you know, the president, and and you know, Joe Biden running for, for president, like having these discussions, talking about COVID makes us negative. So, what I, you know, one of the things I often say, although. And I guess yes, because sometimes like like Felicia was saying, and i not I don't want well, I don't know if I don't want if I want to use Felicia as an example, but you know, because I, I you know I do know that we all have privilege, even those of us who are black, those of us who are other people of color. Okay. And many times we're not engaging in these type of conversations or we don't care about them, it's because they're not impacting us at least not directly. And what happens is that if you really are coming from a place of privilege and for me I often say that even though yes, I am a minority, I know people don't, some people don't like that to use that term um, in the United States, but I have privilege compared to other people. For example, I don't know what it means to be an undocumented slash illegal immigrant in the United States. I don't right. know what that is. That has never been my reality because I was born here. I grew up in Haiti. I I, I was like two and a half, three years old when my parents went back to Haiti because they wanted to go back home. And then, you know, then I ended up coming here. But I was a US, I'm a US citizen. So I don't know. So for me, I have privilege in that sense and saying that i don't care about immigrants is actually being arrogant in a way because actually i believe that privilege comes with responsibility and what i heard today was that the person says that when you're privileged if something is not you know you're not experiencing it actually you have an obligation to learn and what happens yeah. is that we live in a society where we're especially, you know, the system, the, the capitalists, the imperialists, neoliberalism, all of that, we're being taught, it's the very much individual, okay? And now we have, let's put that personal development industrial complex that is also making us think about ourselves as well. Individuals think about you, 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 and me and mine, me and my family, you know, and not think about the collective. So we don't even realize we don't we don't take the moment to stop and look at where I have privilege and that I need to use that privilege to actually want to learn and empathize with the person that doesn't have the privilege I have and actually advocate for them to have it. Or maybe not everybody wants to be the advocate or the activist or whatever, but at least understand it, at least come from that place of empathy. And this is actually because, so we do have an obligation for it. And this is why when I see people, and this is black people as well, and people of color, you know, wanting to disengage in politics, saying that they're not going to engage in that negativity or they're not going to engage in racial Of racial discussions, they're not, it is, you're coming from a place of privilege. You're you're really coming from a place of privilege, you know, either it's because it's not impacting you. I mean, I know people personally who did not care about what was going on in race and the race, you know, the racism, didn't care about the race relations in America until one day they were like, wait a minute, oh, we're black. Uh, our kids might be impacted by this, our brothers, our husbands. Myself, I shared in the racial bias episode where I talked about how I didn't, there were, for many years, I didn't, because I didn't have, because I didn't grow up here and living in Miami, and I have to say being light-skinned with my complexion, I, there, there are certain experiences that I did not have. So I did not understand the experience of Black people in the United States. Because of, and, and sometimes I talk about, well, I'll say that because, you know, I think about certain people in my family. When, when I say family, not like, imme- well, you know, relatives. Like extended, Extended right. relatives who are even lighter complexion than me who, if they've only lived in Haiti and they've lived in Miami or some, you know, somewhere where a big Hispanic community, but like Miami, um, because I know there are many places that has this in the United States, but specifically Miami, they don't understand the African-American, they don't understand the black, even the black immigrant experience in, they're black, but because of their complexion, because of the circle, because of their experience in a country like Haiti, where they're very privileged. And then also now they come here where there's so many Hispanics and in a way we we blend in, in a way, some of us. And, you know, because I saw it, I don't know if I shared that, but my first experience witnessing um, racism, anti-blackness was somewhere I was working and my Hispanic colleagues were, for me, they they took me as one of their own. But I and I noticed them treating my Haitian clients who were dark skinned, who were black like me. But then one of them even told me, "Are you not black?" When one time she was having, I'm like, "Yes, I'm black." But either way, hmm. but I I saw how. My fellow dark skin, you know, my fellow Haitians who are dark skin were being treated differently than I was, not just because, you know, some people would say, oh, well, first of all, you know, there was probably the thing because, you know, they're refugees, but still, it's not even that because I saw how they were treating the Hispanic kids, the clients differently than the Haitian clients. It was about the race, you know, so Mm. um, the the skin color. So just to say that, you know, I want people to get that. The whole notion that certain topics is negativity is I really want you to really look into it because actually these are very important issues. And the fact that you can feel the, that you can disconnect from it shows that it's not your privilege because you're not experiencing it. And if anything is let us, actually try to maybe like understand it because we have an obligation to understand. Like, I have to say, because of the fact that I, like I shared, I don't have the immigrant experience. That is the topic that I care about. I am not a big fan of Joe Biden. I mean, at some point I was like, Oh God, I have to vote for Joe Biden. that's how I felt. And I have to say that in the past few weeks, um, you know, they took away, they lost the case, immigrants, people with temporary protective status, what you may have heard the word TPS. They, they're taking a lot of it away, which a lot of them are Haitians, people from Honduras. I forgot which other countries. I think there's, there's a, there's another, there's an African country there too. There's a couple, but either way. And one of the things that Joe Biden has pulled out for the Haitian community, and he said for everybody with TPS is that he will, reinstate it he'll extend it and he'll look for a path forward for them to become citizens or residents something like that. but but basically and I have to tell you that has made me be much more like I am fighting because I like to vote. I like to vote for something I don't like to vote against something because I I don't I feel like I, I don't like giving so and maybe that's some spiritual bypassing Felicia you could tell me that but I feel like when you're voting for something, there's an energy, there's something. But when you're fighting against something, and I feel like when we, the, I feel like there was so much energy against George Bush on his second term that he won. That I truly believe that sometimes fighting, fighting against something can be is not as, um, you don't have the energy. You don't so. But just to say, I am much more like I am comfortable. I'm more comfortable voting for Joe Biden now because I am voting for those TPS holders who are Haitians, who are Hondurans, who are, um, I forgot which other country. I know, I know Honduras is another one. I forgot where else, but either way, there are some Hispanics and I think there's even another, there's an African country there or maybe even two. So, you know, I, but if I could say, Oh, I don't care. Um, and, sometimes i have to say you know (laughs) i'm gonna say that you know many times those of us who are privileged like i know that in the haitian community many of us were privileged in haiti we came here we were illegal here we don't engage in the politics or we don't engage in anything but guess what right now some of us are U.S. citizens. Some of us have residents because of the activists, because of those of us who care. And we fought, we lobbied, we advocated for those of us who couldn't. And we're taking advantage. We, so we, we've had it, you know. And then we're not willing to empathize with those who don't have the same up op- who actually, we're, we, you know, yeah, they may not have the same amount of money. They probably have less, you know, money, less finances, less assets than, than some of us, but, you know, but we were in that situation. So I, I really, and, and I have to say, and this is not just in the Haitian community. I even see it in the Hispanic community, how some people are willing to, you know, to, you know, vote for and not engage or something because they're like, oh yeah, well, you know, we don't want any more immigrants here. They were immigrants one day at some point themselves, you know, right. Um, So anyway, I I know I'm going somewhere else, but I just wanted to kind of like really let people know how politics and all of these things, they don't, they're not negative. You know, somebody doesn't have to engage in politics and all these issues and still have that you know come from a negative I don't know a negative place or something. So anyway, I I'm done with now. <laughs> well, and
0: when talking about privilege, I guess for me one privilege I have is being at this point in time anyway able bodied, and so that's um, to not be able bodied, and that that's a realm I have not explored or and I, I struggle to find the right words for them uh, to um, to describe this um, situation. but one thing that um, uh, that I recognize it, you know I had mentioned earlier about you know one of the memes about you know make it happen Monday, and there's an energy behind that that idea, make it happen Monday you know it's like go all out and do the thing and push and strive. And, and I'm thinking that's very, there's an angle one can take with that and say that that's very ableist because for someone who's struggling with the health issue, that is debilitating. How do they make anything happen? And are they less of a person or are they less valued because they didn't make something happen when their priority really should be their health and their well-being mental and physical and emotional and spiritual and it doesn't have to be this outer thing that you can broadcast in social media or that everyone can see or has a dollar value and that's sadly one of the disadvantages of living in the system that we do is that everything has a value you know like time is money and those sorts of things and so what what's it like for someone who is dealing with uh, a debilitating condition or they're, they're dealing with the situation where they, they they can't move as quickly as everyone else and the corporate space very much is about speed what if you, the, by all appearances, body wise, you look like you could do things. Um, but from a mental perspective, that there are people who are fast thinkers, there are people who are slower thinkers, and and then there's everything in between. And too often, people who are on the slower side of things are judged for not being as smart, for example. I saw that in one place I worked, the last corporate place I worked, the fast thinkers, the loud talkers, the ones who had the high energy. They were the ones that everyone looked up to for being knowledgeable and and having all the answers. And then the people who took their time or trying to understand things or were more soft-spoken or more quiet, like myself, Um, and I wasn't the only one, were not revered as much. And so I didn't see it that way at the time, but I'm I'm looking at that. I'm not saying I have any definitive answers for that, but I'm looking at that and I'm also looking at it from the wider range of I guess it's disability studies and I apologize if I'm treading in water or stepping in water or stepping on toes. I don't fully have language for this yet because again, I have, this is not a world that I'm familiar with. And at this point, yeah, I've, I've on one hand, yeah, I'm able-bodied and by all appearances I look quote unquote normal. Um, and there's also the recognition that for me, there's been a lot of, Trying to fit into the these different cultures, trying to fit into the corporate space, or trying to fit in with you know certain groups of friends, or trying to fit in the self help space, or trying to fit in you know whatever space I was moving around in, trying to 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 uh, match those values, trying to fit in in those ways, and and in some ways probably working against myself, and recognizing that. Um, and not all of it probably points to ableism per se, but I, I think that there's something to that, that in, you know, in this very hyper-individualistic, fast-moving, quick-thinking culture, anyone who is not, I mean, we saw that. Okay, going back to politics, we saw that with the first debate between Biden and Trump. And Biden's a known stutterer, and Trump is a known bully. And there's some theories that Trump did what he did to throw Trump off his game, to throw Biden off his game, because there's all this stuff around him being Sleepy Joe and, and him and knowing that, and knowing he's a stutterer. And um, fortunately, though, you know, Biden held firm as best he could, given the circumstances
1: yeah and someone
0: pointed out on a podcast recently that if nothing else vote for biden because he stood up to a bully he showed up at the debate he stood up i didn't like i don't know throw cans at him or any soup cans or whatever but he (laughs) stood up to a bully and if nothing else And that's, that's a good example there on the national stage of what happens when someone has some sort of quirk or some sort of, I don't know what the proper word is. I'll just use the word thing where it, they are deemed as less than they're deemed as not as cognitive or not as capable or not as energetic or not as smart or, and and that's really, that that was definitely played out that night. And that it plays out in so many, it plays out in the schoolyard when kids were actually going to school. And I guess some kids are going to school now, but but anyway, it's like physical school, but it's plays out there. It plays out in the workplace. Workplace bullying is a real thing. It plays out in families, it plays, it may or may not play out in church. That's not a space that I spend a lot of time in. But that's a real thing, and we we've got to do better about well how we treat people overall, <laughs> period. Um, and especially keeping in mind that well, you know, like someone like myself who appears quote unquote normal on the surface. Um, there are some things I don't understand about having different being differently abled. I'm not even sure if that's the correct term. I don't know. I'm learning and I will learn. Um, and I don't, and I may have had some things myself that I didn't realize with all of my efforts trying to fit in and trying to, um, be like everybody else. Which is very hard not to do sometimes, especially when we're young. So I wanted to share that. No. And also too, when I said earlier about, um, people being, uh, fat people being called out for, you know, being I don't know, vectors for COVID or whatever, that was probably more body shaming and immune system shaming, but I uh, just wanted to put that out there too.
1: Definitely. I mean, and, and I guess, you know, you and I did say we would, well, we, we did say we were going to talk about the body thing too, but, it, and, and. I know at some point we talked about you know discussing the disparities in um, the health disparities and everything. And you know when people talk about oh well you know people who eat bad and yes there are some there are some of us who are eating you know we can eat something else we choose to eat something that may not be as good for us you know still there is shaming there but there is also the part of people there are people who just can't afford it there are people that it's fresh food is not available in their neighborhoods which then you know but nobody wants to talk about those systemic issues as to why this is you know it's it's you know it's it's easier to talk about you know to say oh yeah you know they're just not eating and exactly what you were saying with the whole immune um i mean i don't know is this actually this guy he that is the only thing (laughs) i actually like some of his stuff but I was telling my sister the other day, um, medical medium, well, his name is Anthony Williams, but he's known as medical medium, but he talks about, you know, to him, he says the whole autoimmune thing that is not true because your body, because having an autoimmune illness is about, they say it's your body attacking itself and there's nothing that can be done. They give you like these things to kind of like, I guess, help. Although I was diagnosed with one, although I choose to believe what he says, like your body is not attacking yourself because really if they're telling you your body is attacking yourself, you're actually, um, my issue with him is that he doesn't talk about racial stuff at all. But anyway, you know, or any just social justice stuff. But um, I agree with him because it is when they talk about your immunity, your immune system, it does seem like you're being blamed or whatever condition that you have, and why you're more susceptible to things like COVID. And, you know, so it it is definitely like blaming, uh, you know, shaming and blaming uh, the individual, you know. So but yeah, so I think, you know, like I said, I think, you know, I've said it before, it, you know, I just want people to like, I was thinking about it, Felicia. I think it would be good if we can, um, I can look it up too, but if you still have it, I think we. it would be good if uh, in our description, we also add, when we share the episode, let's add the description of spiritual bypassing um, there. I just want people to, you know, if you've never heard that term or maybe you've heard it, I hope you walk away getting a better you know, understanding of it, or now you have an idea what it is, uh, look it up, uh, be mindful, and also really be, you know, I, and I know some people might be hearing just like I was this morning. I was like, yes, yes, when I was listening to all this stuff and the, this virtual event that I attended, you know, and then for some of you, it might be your first time. So I hope you can, you can like, op- you know, you, can open you can open yourself up to at least listen be open to hearing it um how we politics social issues um black lives matter which is a racial and social issue is not negative you know and and i think you know one thing i do want to say i actually saw an entrepreneur I follow her, but I don't really, I mean, when I say I follow her, like I follow her on Instagram, but it's not like I'm looking at her stuff. But one thing that struck me, she's Puerto Rican. She said that, I don't know if it was around the George Floyd thing, but she realized how for many years she was taught to not listen to the news. She was taught to not watch the news. I mean, also, although for me, there are some media that I say, be careful, you know, don't consume it too much. Whatever.
0: Yeah, there's a thing about. I just want to interject. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Media literacy. I think that's hugely important. But anyway, and I'm not saying. Is someone else? Why am I saying hugely? Anyway. Wow.
1: Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, but what I was basically saying is, um, basically, there's this whole thing of like disconnect to what's happening. Um you know, don't worry about it. Focus on you, focus on growing your business, focus on, you know, Hey, motivational Monday, what are you going to do this? You know? And, and yeah, I mean, some of us, the motivational Monday might be like this week I'm going to make an impact in, you know, in a social thing, but it's like, there's very much more of like, what are you doing with your own stuff? What are you doing with that business that's going to grow and give you money? What are you going to, you know? So what, you know, she was saying how she realized being Puerto Rican, so being a person of color, she didn't even know what was happening to her own people. And how that is hurtful. That is, you know, and, you know, she made a commitment to no longer be silent and no longer ignore it. Um, so, you know, There's, you know, I I do think for me, like I practice taking care of myself. There are times, yes, I use social media a lot. Sometimes I need a break, but there are times where I'm like, you know what? I'm disconnecting from social media for a week, a couple of days. I don't watch the news much, but I do read articles. I'm not like completely oblivious, but I'm not somebody like you won't catch me on CNN, on MSNBC all the time, every single. No, that's not me. Because actually, I think they're very biased too. Although maybe maybe what I watch is biased. I'm more on the left leaning. But still, even then, I'm, even that stuff, I'm not even like always, always, always on it. So I do think that it's good to have that balance. But to not, you know, I hear people say, you want to have a great day? You want to have a good thing? Turn off the news. And I'm like, okay, well, you know, maybe like that propaganda, whatever, but I also, I need to know what's happening around me. Um, I need to know what's going on. Like the other day, I, when I found out there were these long lines in Georgia, I'm like, and people are like, oh, people are out there. They want to vote. They're so in love, you know, they're so tired. They want change. And I'm like, okay, people, but can we stop glorifying? This is not This is not voter. I may not have the word because English is not my first language. And and to give me that word, Felicia. (laughs) Like enthusiasm. uh, That's the French Um, word. Enthusiasm? Enthusiasm. I said enthusiasm, which is the French word. But yeah, it's not, you know, uh, know, that's not what it is. Yes, people are, some of them might be, but those huge lines, I'm hearing people like in line for six hours, four and a half hours and everything voting that is called voter suppression i need Mm -hmm. to know that and we talked about felicia and i in our last episode we talked about um voter apathy which one of the reasons that felicia was talking about was exactly this um so just to say is you know you can still take care of yourself you can still practice self-love and self-care you can still take care of you and your family and still engage or not be disconnected and like i said when you find yourself not experiencing something because in that case you're privileged or it's not something that impacts you instead of thinking it as something that's negative and that doesn't concern you as a fellow human being as somebody who shares the planet who shares the country and the city with other people who are experiencing it is to actually be open to actually maybe understand, have some empathy, try to put yourself in the person's shoes, you know? And I mean, actually, I, we didn't even touch on that, but I also wanna say to those of us people, black people and people of color, a lot of this stuff is, comes from what we, we actually inherited from colonization we have a lot of ingrained racial bias and ingrained stuff that we got from colonization. So I just want us to really um, just be open to exploring those things. So that's what I'll leave this with, at least this time.
0: <laughs> yeah, at least this time. I, yeah. we probably could talk, touch on that. Um, yeah. That could time. be another part, whole episode or part of an episode. And um yeah, I think that we'll wrap things up because I don't know if there's anything else I can say without probably yeah. um, messing up um, more
1: than I may have already. We, we, no, you didn't um, mess up. What, what what might happen with us is that you know how it goes. We're like, we're going to end and when we say something and then you might say something and you, re- you really get into it or it it brings up something for me and then I go...
0: yeah then this you know three hours later um
1: (laughs) well (laughs) we we, solved it don't worry we will not do that we will not have a three-hour episode if that happens we'll probably like if we don't want to stop the flow we probably will stop and then we'll like do another recording
0: (laughs) yeah there could be a part two or part two Yeah. yeah other options but for now I think I think we covered a lot of territory
1: you did, we did and
0: um there's some maybe there's some thoughts that got um stirred up or anger or didn't mean to incite anger but that may have happened Definitely. um maybe someone got offended but um it's all okay it's Definitely. all part of it
1: yes and you know now that you say that I want to make sure I say something exactly but but what you just said I don't Felicia and I don't believe in shaming. I, I, I she doesn't. I, I, don't. One thing I have learned, and I've like used that in coaching people who are like afraid, of, you know, people speaking their truth, and they're afraid of like that. Oh, they're gonna shame somebody. What I have learned is that I am not, um, I'm not shaming anyone. Now. I might say something and here Felicia and I might say something that somebody might experience shame, but the shame that maybe is being experienced or offended. It's not something that we, it's, it, it made it's because the person is being triggered or that person is offended, but the, and I know some people say intention is, doesn't matter but it's not even, I wouldn't even say it as an intention. And I often say, I'm not here to make people feel comfortable. I'm here to speak truth and it, it will make some people feel uncomfortable. And it's not, uh, when I'm not, you know, I know some people might be listening to this and they might feel like, oh, cause maybe, maybe they've done that or something. Um, Forgive yourself, you know, don't beat yourself up or I hope, I mean, maybe some people might get upset at me from listening to this too, but just so you know, my, I I guess, I don't know, I'm going to use that word intention, but there's no shame. I just think that I don't want to come across like I know better or anything, but it's just basically, I'm sharing my point of view and my intention with this is that it will resonate with somebody and somebody will be more mindful because that's even for me I am choosing to be mindful when I use when I say certain things because like I said I've done spiritual bypassing in the past so that's what you know really the but if but like I but I know that some people might do feel some of these feeling and I don't know. So I just think that, you know, I I also feel like sometimes people who shame, there's a malicious um, intent there. There's a fear, there's upset. And I may not like certain things, but this is not, that's not where I'm coming from. That's not where Felicia and I are coming from when we are having these conversations. Uh, We're not coming like, oh, I need to say something so that they can, you know, I, so I can shame them or something. It, it doesn't come from that space at all. So I just wanted to say that. I don't know if I was clear enough. <laughs> I hope I am. Um...
0: I think that's pretty clear. And, you know, to be honest, I think easier topics could be discussed. I could talk about my cats for probably an hour and a half, but um, maybe another time for that.
1: Okay, okay cool. <laughs> Definitely okay okay so we'll see you all soon well when I say see well you'll be listening to us soon (laughs) hopefully please come back for more but um
0: yes we will be back soon and until until then and even beyond then take care and and be kind to each other definitely definitely I second that Thank you for listening to us today.
1: We hope you enjoyed this episode of something to reflect on and have conversations with the people in your life. We release an episode every two weeks on Thursday. We would appreciate it if you'd subscribe to our podcast as this will also let you know when new episodes are available to listen to. Leave us a review and keep coming back for more. We'd love to hear from you through your feedback appreciate your reviews as they help others find our podcast as well. Until next time, be well.